Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Scott Pagliaccio. We are joined with Mary J- by Mary J. Wright, and co-piloting the episode today is my man over there on the mic. Rob Wong. What's everyone. up, Rob? Um, I'm going to give a brief intro uh, to Mary for, for the listener. Um, Mary's a transformational coach. She's a healer and, entrep- and a healer for entrepreneurs. Uh, through mindset, energy, and embodiment practices, she supports others in breaking free of conditioning and becoming powerhouses so they can create a life and business of their dreams. Uh, she was raised very sheltered on a farm in uh, the Alberta prairies. She boarded her first flight only six years ago, which is pretty pretty cool to see where you've ended up um, since then she has traveled to over 20 countries and has lived abroad in Australia and Austria and now resides in the countryside of Ireland with her husband. Uh, in, her, in her early 20s, after several traumatic relationship, relationships and incidents, Mary dove into the self-development, uh, spirituality and personal reclamation to learn how to love herself and recognize that she is worthy of her dreams as we all are. This initiated her path of walking away from that which no longer serves her, letting her soul guide her in exploring the world. She met her Irish soulmate on a tour bus in Cuba and moved her and her dog across the world for revolutionary love and life beyond the ordinary. So, yeah, Mary, thank you so much for being on the podcast. That's that's a lot going on there. And I really want to just turn the mic over to you and so you can share with the listener you know, more about your story and we can dive in. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mary. Thank you so, so much, Scott and Rob, for having me. It's a true pleasure to be here. I'm so excited for what we're going to talk about today. And yeah, let's dive in. So, you know, growing up in Alberta, it's super sheltered, like, I was raised I was raised Mennonite, which is a pretty strict religious um, construct. And I was like, I was scared of the outside world. I was completely anxiety ridden as a child. And even though we lived in a very, very safe community, I was just very overwhelmed by people, by experiences, putting myself out there. It was painfully shy. And so I found my safety and comfort in nature and with my animals. And um, I always kind of, though, had a slight rebellious nature, even though I was very timid and, you know, good girl. um, I always had this curious nature to me where I wanted to do a little little bit outside of the norm. And so even as a kid, I was starting little side hustles where I already had like this entrepreneurial spirit by the time I was seven years old, I was buying orphan calves off of my uncle and bottle feeding them and then raising them and then selling them to market come fall. I did that with lambs as well. Then I started a little cleaning business and I was doing farmers chores for them when they were going on holidays. So I always kind of had like this curiosity to me. Um, Then when I was a teenager, my family sold our family farm and we moved to the big city a couple hours away. And it was really a city that like all the retired farmers go to, but it was still a pretty big shock to the system for me. 
Um, and it was very overwhelming for me being like this country kid all of a sudden in this big city school. I went from having like six kids in my class to like 300 plus, right? So it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, and growing up, like I was raised with two older brothers and I somewhere along the way in my childhood programming developed this belief that I was less than that I was less than my brothers, that I was girls were less than boys, that women were inferior to men. Perhaps this might be Alberta programming, like this is kind of like the Texas of Canada, right? Perhaps it's just kind of like farm life. My dad was a cowboy, my grandpa was a cowboy. But anyways, along the road, that's this belief that I unconsciously had developed. And I didn't realize it until much later in life, but this belief of being less than and women being inferior to men uh, created some decisions that I made as a teenager and as a young woman that were really, really harmful to me and, and put me in situations that were quite traumatic, whether it be in relationship with men or so forth. So when I was 16, I ended up meeting this much older guy and he was giving me all the love and acceptance and attention that at 16, I was deeply craving because I really just did not know how to love myself. I was not shown how to be confident, felt very insecure within myself. And this person was giving me all of that. So I rebelled and I ran away from home at 16, much to my parents' heartbreak. Um, I moved in with this guy and I basically started navigating the world as an adult, still really as a kid, though. You know, I was working a full-time job i was trying to put myself through school and i was trying to pay rent and i was also in this relationship that was very abusive and very toxic and the people that this person was involved with were, were quite violent and um there was a lot of criminal activity that was taking place in this group of people that i was associated with due to being with this person and in this relationship, really the best thing that came out of it was my dog, Lila, the one that yeah. moved across the world with me. I, I already got her in that relationship, but something so much bigger than me came over me. Um, when I was 19, there was this particular incident that had happened that really, really scared me to my core, that I knew that I needed to get myself out of this life, out of this toxic pattern and to break free of it. And I really very much feel like my future self was channeling like this courage into me so that I could walk away from this abusive relationship. And um, from there, I kind of pendulum swung and went into, I created like a white picket fence lifestyle. So I went from like completely trying to break free of all of my sheltered upbringing to, okay, now I'm going to do things by the book. So I got myself a good job at a bank. I, bought myself a house with my partner at the time. Um, I was doing like all the things and I'm starting to learn how to love myself. I started, you know, working out, started learning how to eat healthy. Um, I started my own online fitness coaching business. So I was already starting to do like the digital entrepreneurship. And in that personal development became like a very, very key component of my, my growth and my transformation and part of like my daily behaviors to help better myself. So I became like thirsty for all of the personal development knowledge, you know, your Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard. And 
what put me in the driver's seat of my life and of being the creator of my reality is recognizing that we have this subconscious blueprint that creates our reality around us and consciously we might want something and might you know we want to create this vision create the business have the relationship feel good about ourselves but subconsciously depending on how you were raised and the the culture you were raised in the, the experiences that you had as a kid subconsciously might be operating a completely different track and so this is when i started to recognize that i had this belief that i was less than women were less than men, I was less than, I was inferior. And so I really started to dig into that and begin to learn different ways that I could reprogram the subconscious mind so that I could begin to create a different experience for myself. So at this point, I'm 23, I'm about to get on my first ever plane ride to Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, I had driven down into Montana, um, just the border below to go to a rock concert. And so I did a little bit of adventuring around in my area, but I'd never gotten on a plane. Travel was so kind of foreign to me, right? And at that point in time, my soul was really starting to stir and come alive. And I was starting to really come into myself and starting to learn a lot more about who I was and what kinds of things really excited me and lit me up. And so I get on this plane and I go down to Nashville for this work conference and my entire paradigm was just blown to smithereens. Mm. Like my mind just cracked wide open and I realized there's this whole world out there for me to see. And I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of it yet. So I went home and in perfect Scorpio style, I metaphorically burnt my white picket fence lifestyle to the ground. <laughs> I walked away from the relationship that I had outgrown. I walked away from the mortgage. I moved back in with my parents that I hadn't lived with since I was 16. I brought the dog cool. and I started traveling. And so I hit up country after country after country and just so excited to begin to see and experience different cultures and the way that different people did things and just getting like so high on life, on mm. these new experiences, new flavors, new tastes, new uh, landscapes, new people. Like it was just the, such a very revolutionary period of my life. And along the way I met my now husband and you know, we had three very magical days together in Cuba. And when I went to say goodbye to him before I flew home back to Canada, my heart just broke. Uh -huh. And I realized that like, okay, there's, there's something different here. This, this is so much more than a holiday fling. Uh, so as soon as I got back to Canada, my husband was, or my now husband, he was living in Austria at the time because he had too, was quite an avid traveler. And I right away booked a flight to fly out to Austria to go see him and to explore this connection to see if it was real. And it was very real. And so every few months we would fly back and forth doing the long distance thing. You know, he would say good morning to me as I was saying good night, because of course there was eight hours time difference between us. And, but we both felt this connection that was so alive and so real and Nobody could really understand it, right? When they hear what we were doing, they're like, you guys are crazy. Like, what are you guys doing? But both, something that really attracted me to him is that he did life differently. And mm. that's what, that's inspired me because I was somebody that always kind of just wanted to do something a little bit different than what 
what was laid out in front of me, you know? And yeah. so a year and a half in, me and my dog moved over to Austria to start life with him over there. And Austria was really, really served me. It gave me three years of being in this cocoon because of course I didn't speak the language and I was working from home at that point. Already had started my business of empowering women. Yeah. And it gave me like a cocoon to really begin to really dive deep into that deep core wound around my worth, my self-worth and feeling um, less than and not feeling like I belonged. And um, Austria gave all of that to me. It was a, a really, really beautiful cocoon for me to be in. It was a very uh, difficult country to integrate into, but um, it gave me that space to, to really do what I needed to do to become who I came here to be. And a year ago, we moved over to Ireland then, you know, when the pandemic had hit, I said to my husband, right, let's, let's go be closer to family, because all of his family is here, obviously. And yeah. so we made the made the journey over. But um, and here in Ireland, I've just really, really blossomed. And my business has been thriving. And we're living the dream reality that I once, you know, five years ago, filled my journal pages up with dreaming about you know, of in the morning times I get to sleep in and I get to be in my own flow. And then come the afternoons, I get to serve clients that excite me to work with and come the evenings where, you know, walking Lila and my dog at sunset in the Irish wildflower fields. And my husband too is an entrepreneur. So every day we're at home working on our businesses alongside each other and it's really a really beautiful life that we've created, but a key a key piece to me being able to create this is recognizing that I'm worthy of it. And I'm worthy of this level of relationship. And I'm worthy of putting myself out there. And I'm worthy of being in the role of a healer and a transformational leader. And, you know, really feeling in my body that I belong at, at the table. And I have so much to offer and bring to the table. And that was something that was so foreign to me. It's something that I had to completely recondition myself of, not only on a mental body level in my subconscious mind, but also in my physical body of learning how confidence feels in the body and learning how safety feels in the body. Because most of my life, I wasn't in my body. I was overwhelmed by life. And so I was floating up into other worlds or daydreaming and just not really here and present and so um yeah that is what i'm all about scott this is this is what i'm up to <laughs> no that's amazing like it, it, thank you for sharing all that there's a lot here to unpack and what keeps coming back to me is like the defining moment way back when we started the conversation there was something you said when you traveled when you left um when you left alberta and you you had started your new job and you went somewhere and you said something cracked you wide open. I'm so curious to know what was that thing that cracked you open? Because that feels like that that started to let in the light to, for the for the larger transformation. So I'm, I'm curious if you'll share with us. Yeah, that. you know what? I think it was honestly just putting my entire body in a totally different grid of energy in a totally different location and a totally different experience and a totally different culture. And it, that weekend was, it was a personal development conference, business development conference. And of course, so I'm meeting like like-minded people that are mm. driven and focused and have goals and 
are here for life or here to create something with their lives. And so being in that energy, as well as the excitement of, you know, prowling the streets at night with my friends and finding all these beautiful graffiti murals and just like going to these different art studios and just experiencing a totally different like way of being it, it just, it's like it began to crack open the conditioning of the very, very sheltered upbringing that I was raised in. And that was the thing too, about moving over to Austria. Uh, when you move away from your family, your friends, your home, everything you've ever known, all of a sudden, like all of these stories and identities and things that were imposed on you that told you how you were supposed to be, that told you how you were supposed to think and feel, it, it's no longer relevant. And it all, it all just starts to unravel. And it was like a very, very fast paced and repetitive ego death, like a dark night of the soul. Like those first few months in Austria, I was going to bed feeling like a completely different person than who I was waking up. And it was like, wash, rinse, repeat, that was on repeat. And suddenly I was like questioning everything about myself of why do I celebrate this holiday? What does it actually mean to me? Do I want to continue on this tradition? And like, right down to why do I do things this way? Why do I feel this way about that? Like, I just, it was like this huge self-examination that happened, but it was very natural. And it was because my consciousness, my energy, my awareness was expanding beyond the thick density of where I grew up, of how I grew up. And I was raised very well. I, I love my parents. They did a great job with us. But I mean, everybody has their stuff, right? And um, I think that, you know, being raised with brothers, older brothers, I always wanted to hang out with the boys. I want to be tough like the boys. And I repressed a lot of my emotions because, well, cowboys don't cry right and so cowgirls don't cry you know and so i just internalized all of these different mechanisms and and um stories that made me feel like it wasn't safe for me to be this soft sensitive creature that i actually am no it's really cool to hear you say this because when i'm listening to you share about your story and um being able to express certain emotions some are okay some are not it doesn't really it, it, I see how similar men and women are as far as the conditioning. Like you're conditioned to think that it's not okay for you to feel a certain way and cry or the cowgirls don't cry. Well, certainly cowboys don't cry. So it, there's not a big gap, you know, is the in the way that we're conditioned. Like we're all getting fucked up in these stories that we're being told and we take that into us and then, you know, we adopt that as our truth. And then I love what you said about you started to unravel, you know, as you got cracked open, you're starting to unravel and question everything. And then in doing so, you're starting to be able to say, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. That's something that was conditioned into me. I don't want that anymore. And I can also draw from my own experience in remembering those very things where it was like, you're, you're, it's so like, holy shit, nothing is true. Nothing I was told has any validity. There's no space. There's nothing to stand on. There's no, like your whole world is just rocked. And I think from that place, then you're starting to, now I can create whatever kind of fucking reality that I, I want. And that's really powerful, I think, for the listener to hear. Because I think this is, this is a human thing. This is an every single human being, you know, 
thing that we're all dealing with in you know you sharing this and me hearing you say what you're saying is medicine for me it's like wow man like we're not different and we're not alone in what we're going through and i feel like what you're doing for women is it helps men too like for you helping women to step into their power only helps men to be more empowered as well and it's just it's really beautiful to hear your story and for you to share this with us and the listener and there's so many commonalities and it just helps me to see that we're not that different men and women. It's like, Oh, we both got fucked up in childhood in some ways. We both got some awesome stuff. What do we want to create moving forward? Um, so yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And beliefs are disposable. Like just because you had this core belief programmed into you when you were a kid doesn't mean that you can't change it now. There's so many different tools and methods and modalities to support you and changing that track of the subconscious mind and also changing, shifting the body into beginning to feel the sensation of the belief that you do desire. You know, if you're struggling with uh, confidence and believing in yourself and you're feeling insecure, chances are you're not feeling very safe in your body. And so how do we anchor that safety in the body? And it's through our power is in the present moment. You know, if, if we let our mind take us places, our minds will go down crazy bunny holes, whether it takes us into the past or it's future tripping. And the key is to just get out of the mind and get into the heart and get into the body. And in that, you can begin to anchor that safety and that presence and that reassurance to, you know, that inner child within you that still very much lives in a part of your body um, that you are safe. And the, the safer that you feel within yourself, then the more of, you know, your true soul self, the more of your power can come online and the more of your boldness and your sass and the spice and the essence of who you are, you know, that zest, that fizz, that is your magic and your brilliance, the more of that can begin to really exude through you. And that's, that's like your magnetism. That's your, what attracts people to you the opportunities the connections the miracles the clients it's your energy and so the safer that you feel in your body the more your body can just open and allow mm. more of you to pour through and i'm such a firm believer because so many of the women that do come to work with me they've struggled with insecurity they've struggled with confidence but you know they want to start their own business they want to you know create something different for themselves well how do i do that if i don't believe in myself mm -hmm. and i believe so strongly that when we connect in with our hearts and connect in with our expanded energy our soul self then the inspiration begins to overflow and then it, we're able to take the action steps and when and for me like taking the action steps to move towards my dreams and goals that was never the issue i always that was probably like programming from the farm life. You know, you work hard, you work hard. Like I always mm -hmm. had that masculine energy, that grit of just keep going, keep going. But the part that I lacked in was more of the sparkle that I didn't feel fully safe to be myself, you know? And so um, that was like, like that a very feminine. Key, the yeah. feminine, exactly. And, um, you know, growing up with boys, I didn't feel safe to be in my feminine. I didn't feel safe to soften, relax and open. And ultimately I believe that it's the marriage between the two, between the masculine and the feminine within us, that that's where we are in our in our greatest power. That that way you're taking those bold action steps and your steps are felt, your presence is felt. 
because you're you're tending to your energetic hygiene you're tending to that inner connection and you know your channel can just be wide open and you can pour your message through you can pour your creations through and you have that trust in yourself to follow through and take those action steps that's beautiful i i i want to share something that was really difficult for me today because i am i am a new budding entrepreneur myself and i know i know that i'm not a woman but i struggle with my feminine because when it comes to sitting down and creating like today there was so much discomfort in my body it, i did not feel safe i remember specifically having a conversation with myself like i i don't feel safe right now and i had to tell myself it's okay you're safe just come back to the present moment there was so much like in my gut like and it's old stuff it's like old shit that's been there forever you know i can do anything physical i can i can work out i can do crossfit i can put myself through excruciating fucking pain for hours at on end but when it comes to sitting down and accessing that creative part of me there's something that starts to have me shut down. So I'm curious for, for like the listener and for, you know, um, and for me too, like, honestly, like I would be curious if you could walk me through a process that you might use for one of your clients that can help them in a moment of distress where they're not feeling safe in their body. How can you access, calm that part of you and come back into connection and be fully, you know, aligned with you know, your entire being? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just like, let's just close our eyes. Let's drop into that for a moment. So just taking a deep breath, closing your eyes and just allowing yourself to be to fully arrive in your body and in this moment. And I want you to just call forth that part of you earlier today that was feeling a little bit afraid or a little bit unsafe and out of your comfort zone. And where do you feel that in your body? Uh, I feel it in my heart and in my stomach, like in my mm -hmm. right here. Yeah, yeah. So just witnessing that part of you, we're just going to bring our higher awareness to it. And it's that that part of us is like the inner child, it's the inner little boy that is, you know, feeling out of your comfort zone and feeling unsafe. And so all of that little boy within just needs love and acceptance. And so we're just gonna bring your, your love to that part of yourself and that attention. And we're not gonna make that part of yourself wrong. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna remind that part of yourself that he is safe and he is loved and that you deeply approve and validate him and that you got his back no matter what. And you know that he's just trying to protect you. And we're going to ask that part of, part of you if he's willing to feel that safety and protection in a different way. Yeah, he is. He's willing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So now I want you to just begin to tune into like your expanded self your most powerful, most confident, most bold, badass part of you, that part of you that's doing CrossFit and doing all your crazy things out in the gym. I want you to feel into that. And where does that live in your body? Mm, my chest and my shoulders. Because as soon as you said that, I, might, I sat up straight. I just felt my chest go out, my shoulders go back. And I'm like, fuck yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. So just like that part of us exists that can contract our energy and make our shoulders drop and make our us feel heavy and small. There's a part of us that also lives that expands and our spine elongates and we feel powerful and open and fully capable. And so we just invite that part of us to step forward and take the lead and put the arm of this expanded self around that little boy that was feeling a little bit uncertain and give him that safety, that protection and that fatherhood, that masculine protection. Right. And so yeah, now, yeah. right. And so do you feel the difference in the physiology? So Tony Robbins talks about this a lot too, is your physiology is a huge key component and being able to take that action steps because when you're feeling, when you're feeling small, when you're feeling doubtful, like our body contracts and it gets heavier and it gets smaller. And then our mind's awareness as well, like our ability to tap into our creative flow, it's not there because you're preserving your resources. You're getting smaller, you're getting contracted. But then when you tune into that, the truth of who you are, which is this badass, this, this ninja, whatever it is that you do to cross <laughs> it, right? Right, the right, yeah, yeah. Self, right? This confident yeah. self. When we tap into that, our heart opens, our spine gets, gets taller. We start to take up more space mm -hmm. and our body also feels lighter, right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, even totally though you're taking... Yeah, even though you're taking up more space, you feel lighter, you feel more open, and then the inspiration begins to come in, then the ideas begin to come in. But if you're somebody that, you know, the creative side is a little bit under nurtured, sometimes it helps to just take the pressure off and go do something creative that is fun, just mm. to begin to get the juices flowing. So for me, it's, it's yeah. dancing, because dancing right away gets me into my body, it shuts my mind down so that the, mon the monkey chatter that's saying, oh, no, you can't do this. Oh, no, nobody wants to hear about this. Da, 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 da. That mm. monkey chatter begins to quiet because all of a sudden the wisdom of my body begins to take over. And the energy, the creative energy, that sexual energy, the right, it starts to flow. And that's yeah. the feminine. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. even when we start to do hip circles, yes. that energy, that creative energy starts to flow. Right. Yeah. So maybe for you, Scott, is putting Ooh. on a Metallica song and thrashing around or pulling out your guitar or banging on your drums and being yeah. playful. And then you take your action of creating something for your business. I love that. Actually, I love the way that you were moving like the hip gyro. Like that was that that's a little edgy for me, but it felt really it felt really good, though. Like the headbanging thing. Like it's cool. I can do that in moving my, but I really enjoyed like moving my body in a different way in the way that you were like, I, I what, yes, that like that felt really good because it's, I don't know, like just like rocking myself, just like slowly, gently, like nurturing, like, yeah, it was really beautiful. Like, thank you for that. Yeah. And I'm sure that the, the listener can get a ton of value from this as well, because this is what's keeping us from stepping into our power is this, younger version of us who's you know just not feeling seen heard or understood and so for us to step into something new and create something different for ourselves we have to we can't ignore that part of us we exactly. he or she needs to know that she's safe or he's safe and we're going to bring her and or him along for the ride 
Exactly. And we have to welcome all parts of ourselves to the table, because if we make that part of ourselves that's feeling unsafe and insecure wrong, and we're like, oh, no, you're not welcome here, mm. then we just have affirmed their biggest fear of abandonment. Right. And that's what our parents or our caregivers used to do to us. They used to shut us down around those behaviors like you're too much or, or whatever. And because I know that from my own experience that, you know, this is the work. So this is the this is the biggest block, I'm guessing, that's holding back most people, most of your clients, you know, most of my clients is just getting, you know, getting access to that part of us, loving and nurturing it, doing something different, not making it, you know, what you said earlier about not, you know, if I have to get some work done, some creative work done, don't like force myself to sit there and create it's like go move your body go do something fun loosen yourself up and then go from that place exactly I and mean, it seems so simple is it that simple is it it is it is that simple however it's showing up and doing that work because when you're when you're in it when you're faced off with those fear gremlins like they can tear you apart, those fear gremlins, you know what yeah, I mean? And so sure. like being an entrepreneur is such a fast tracked personal development journey because yeah. you have to be comfortable and familiar with, with failure. You know, when you create something and you put it out there and it's like a little kid bringing their finger painting out into the world, but you don't get the likes, the comments, the engagements, you don't get the signups and you have to keep putting your creations out there until something sticks until something responds like you really have to hold that inner child that is feeling unseen that is feeling like oh people don't want to play with me on the playground mm. right yeah for sure totally yeah 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 it, it seems i say that you know i'm not concerned with a good opinion of others but what you just mentioned like yeah that could be devastating to a lot of people and rob is an entrepreneur man and he lives a similar a similar lifestyle as you do, and he travels, and you know he works a couple hours a week. And I'm Rob. I'm curious, you know, if you want to chime in here and, and share anything about your own experience, man. I mean, there's nothing really to be said here that wouldn't be a rehash of what's being discussed, but I think that that's a pretty overlooked part of it. Is Everyone is sort of fighting to be more productive or more convincing or do more. But I think it's pretty uncommon for people to stop and address like, oh, right. Um, my nervous system is all fucked up right now. <laughs> and like, because it's, it's not intuitive, right? It's like, oh, right. I'm just not working hard enough or putting in enough effort. Maybe I should force myself more. Uh, but I really agree with stopping and getting into play or flow before beginning trying to produce something. Um. Especially because I think, and, and I'm imagining, Mary, you probably feel similarly, like the energy that I put into what I create is what people receive from me. So if I'm, if I'm really messed up and I'm trying to hide from the world, people are going to experience that in what I write, what I say, what I do. And that's going to push them away from what I create. So I'm going to be less successful than less likely to do it later. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I talk a lot about sparkle and grit in my business with my clients. And it's like the masculine and the feminine, the sparkle is your feminine, it's that inspiration, it's the creativity, it's the flow, it's your energy. And that's, it's the way that you are perceived and felt, whereas the grit is 
continuing to take the inspired action, continuing to show up even in the face of failure. And then also being like your own authority where you recognize, oh, hey, I am burnt the fuck out. I need to go have a day where I swim in the ocean and turn my phone off and just give myself a break from it all and let myself recharge and give yourself permission to receive that. Because I think a, a, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, when they do give themselves a day off, especially if they ha- they aren't at the level that they desire to be, they just guilt trip themselves like, oh, well, I could totally be way more productive something here in my business and and then you end up depriving yourself on the ability to receive and then of course the clients aren't coming of course the inspiration isn't coming because part of the reason why you wanted to be an entrepreneur in the first place is the freedom the freedom of time the freedom of financially the freedom of location the freedom to be your own boss but a lot of us don't even know how to be our own bosses we end up being our own slave drivers we end up yeah. being like our inner critic runs rampant and we beat the shit out of ourselves. And then we wonder why we don't have any creativity to pour into our business. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also crazy. Like, it, it, it is. It's just bananas, man. Like, I, I think about this. It, it's so uncomfortable to be a, to have your own business. Like, all of this stuff is the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in my life. I'm like, oh, I got good at relationships. Now I feel really good at holding space. And that's good. And I can do that pretty well. Well, now step into the world of creating wealth in your life and running a business. And I'm like, holy fuck. That is, I never felt anything more uncomfortable in my entire life where I feel debilitated. Like it takes, it can be, it can take you out so quickly. And it's, it's, I can see how important it is to have coaches um, in your life because trying to do this on your own, I think it's impossible to be honest with you. Um, I really think that people, I, I need help, man. I need coaches. I just went through a nine week like men's group and Rob, I've gotten coaching from Rob before. And I just see the value in what you bring. If somebody's just starting out and you and I and Rob have been doing this work for a while and it's still hard. Like imagine someone, I'm imagining someone just starting out, like how easy it would be to just retreat and give up. And I just imagine having you in my corner would be like, oh, this is awesome. And like, I just see you being able to call people forward into their power. Like just being with you for the short period of time is just woken something up in me. It's like, oh wow, like I can do this. Like I appreciate, you know, what you're bringing the world. Like, like you guiding us through that meditation. Like something that simple is so important in, in my experience to bring you out of like shame and guilt and inner critic into like your power. And it's just having a conversation. Like how important it is to have just a conversation with another human being. You're like, oh. That's all it took, really? Like just a yeah. loving, a loving parent. What you needed when you were a little boy or girl growing up that you didn't get. It's like, oh, I got you. You can totally do this, no problem. And that's what it felt like. Like, wow, you reparented me in a way that felt <laughs> safe and good and, and loving and kind and compassionate. And I think that's, you know, that's really important to kind of highlight here. Like that's that's what's going on here. It's not like you get to work. You're not doing enough. Let's go. It's like, no, Hey, I see you. And it's hard. You got this. Come on. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is hard. Being an entrepreneur is, is no joke, but it also, it, it's so beautiful and liberating and what you're able to create for yourself. It, it's, it's so fulfilling. And the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is there are no limits. Like you can decide to just change things just like that and, and evolve and your, your entrepreneurial endeavors will continue to evolve as you do. And whatever lights you up can then in turn become a faucet of your business, you know, and it's been a quite a joy for me to witness my husband build his business over the course of the pandemic. Cause you know, he ran an Irish pub in Salzburg when the pandemic hit. And of course his pub was closed down for a good part of two years. And he started a YouTube channel during that time because I, I just said to him, like, look, you're, you're going to go crazy if you don't channel this energy into something because he's very much a fast, uh, his mind is always going, he's very creative, he's, he's a brilliant man. And without that work to channel his energy in, I, I said, like, you need to channel it into something. So anyways, he started a YouTube channel and my husband's very gifted. He can do over 50 different accents and he speaks multiple different languages. And he ended up building a very successful and thriving voice acting business during the pandemic that when the borders opened and the, the pub opened, he went in and he gave us notice. And that was also how we moved to Ireland was that we were now both stay at home entrepreneurs. We could, we could work anywhere in the world, you know, and yeah. um, being able to hold space for him as he built his business and as he was in his creative flow and, just witnessing his process was so beautiful that it inspired me in my own business. And if any, and I think it helped fast track him because I was able to, you know, support him when those, my husband's never really been someone that experiences doubt, but when those doubt gremlins or those fear gremlins, those thoughts did kind of come up mm -hmm. of like being able to help him just quickly clear that away so that he can keep on moving and keep on creating. And now he's, his um, New York mob boss voice is one of the most highly sought after voices in the world. That's awesome, man. I love that. Right? I, I want to hear it. Uh, definitely. Is yeah. he around? Can you bring him in and have him uh, give it, give us a, uh, a, a, a you know taste? Do it. Yeah, come on. Why not? That would be so awesome. If you don't mind. Of course not. No. That'd be cool. J to the P. <laughs> How cool is this, man? Certainly not a direction I would have expected us to be in. I, yeah, yeah, this is this is going off the rails in an interesting way. Yeah, it's kind of bananas, man. <laughs> yeah, he's coming up. You guys cool. Are <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so, man. Definitely, thank you so. It, I hope you don't mind. Not at all. Not at all. We are we are used to sharing the show. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I'm super excited. Yeah. Thank you for you know. Thank you for sharing the, the spotlight. Here he comes. What's his name? JP. JP. Yeah. You can check him out. JP Wright, voice actor. He actually just went super viral on TikTok. Cool. He kind of became a TikTok star in the last few days, which was wild to see because we we both just have ventured out into TikTok. The old tiki taki yeah. it's new yeah, to yeah. us we're doing it and he went viral multiple times so that's cool. been very exciting what does viral mean like is it like hundreds of thousands thousands millions what what um, is it 
well, he got like over 200,000 views on, he can do um, wow. all of the different Irish accents, like the different uh, counties, and it just yeah. went viral. And then he did one for the different English accents and same thing went viral. So yeah, it's it's been, I've noticed my own nervous system feeling overwhelmed by all these like comments and likes and coming out like, whoa, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty intense. That's wild. Is. Hey, Bob, Dude. how you doing? You What's, What's your name, my friend? Hey, how you doing? I don't forget about it. I'm Scott. How you guys doing? You doing all right? I'm doing all right. How you doing, huh? I got a message from Uncle Paulie, all right? Yeah. Paulie's coming in. Hey, Paulie's coming in? I told you, listen, you and that guy, take care of that thing for me, all right? When you and your podcast, you think you're the real deal, capiche? But listen, we ain't fucking around, all right? I'm messing with you guys. Hold on. Hey, Paul, right. what's going on? Hey, listen, what's the matter with you guys? Huh? I told you, the podcast is supposed to last 20 minutes. It's going on for four hours already. Come on, what's the matter with you guys? Listen, Scott, I'm watching the game. I got to get back to it, all right? Good to meet you guys. Rob, you're full of talk. I couldn't get a word in with you, my friend. I couldn't get a word. God damn, couldn't get a word in. Listen, Jesus. peace out, guys, all right? Take it easy. All right? Peace, brother. Thank you. All right. Jeez. All right. Thank you. That was awesome. Well, that's, this is really relevant to the podcast, too, because it's called The Laughing Warrior, man. And, and it, it's not taking all this fucking shit too seriously. You know? Yeah, you know, you never know what you're going to get with him. It's never a dull moment. <laughs> it was great. I can see why you're in love with him. He's a beautiful man. I am madly in love with him. Yep. Yeah. Had to do a lot of work on myself to become the type of woman that would feel worthy of him you know what i mean mm, as well sure. and so like it had he met me eight years prior i wouldn't have been on his radar and he wouldn't have been on mine because you know like we were at totally different levels but um yeah i just feel like the universe guided me through all these experiences to help me prepare myself for him because he's 100 my soulmate you know mm. i moved across the world for him and he was worth it I can see why. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. <laughs> and um, so I think we're getting close on time and we're getting ready to wrap things up. And um, oh, man, it was a whirlwind and it was really fun and it was really beautiful. And, I, and I'm curious, like, what what would you like to close with as far as like leaving the listener with something and, and sharing, um, you know, we'll put up before that why don't you tell us where we can find you and where the listener can find you and your YouTube and your um, Instagram and all that. And, and we'll also put a link in the show notes so everybody can find you, but would you share with cool. us? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram as Mary J coaching as well as TikTok Mary J coaching Facebook. You can find me Mary J Wright, And my website is Mary jcoaching.com and i also have my own podcast the soul illuminated podcast it has loads of content on there i haven't shared much in the last year as i've been settling into ireland it's very much when i'm inspired i share type thing most of my work though is done facebook lives that's where i like to hop on and and do my riffs um but yeah you can find me on any of those platforms and to close it out i just want to say that like no vision is too big you know it's being planted on your heart for a reason and it's very much about the journey of who you are becoming to be able to be the vessel that brings that vision through and if you are feeling like you're not worthy and capable of it that's where you start is going into those old stories because they're just not they're just not fucking true 
there's a part of you that you were born that was 100% invested for, for your healing, for your growth, for your transformation, for your abundance. And that part of you lives very, very alive in you, witnessing you as you're on your journey and to just keep coming back to that connection. Because when you're connected to that, anything is possible and the moves just come from there. Mm, that was brilliant. Rob, is there anything you'd like to add or share or say in closing? Taking the back seat is kind of a new experience, but it was pretty enjoyable watching the vibe between the two of you. That was, that was a great episode. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It was my pleasure. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for connecting. We appreciate you, Mary. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Cool. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.